my responsibility, Owen. Well, I'm his uncle. We talked about this. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? What is up, everybody? And welcome back to Wayward Movie Surfers. Reactions to Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's right. Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's back. Ewan McGregor. So good. 17 years, guys. Oh, 17 so years he's back holy who would have thought who would have thought means oh, in in nine years he'll age from ewan mcgregor to alec guinness it's true like, the, the next yeah. nine years is going to be really shit for obi-wan <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey man you know that tattooing son just like, what, just fucks people up you know what it is is he just got that like supply of like hair dye from the jedi temple right before he left and it's going to run out in yeah. like seven years and that's yeah. where yeah. it'll be he's almost out sure. He's almost. <laughs> I'm Sid, and joining me today is the full Jedi Council today. Um, first, we got to introduce our returning guest. Uh, we we met him during the first time we have ever done something like this with the, uh, the Book of Boba Fett. It's right there. Which, by the way, there was an announcement recently at Disneyland. You can meet Boba Fett, this Boba Fett, and Finnick Shand. You can meet That's him at cool. Disneyland at Galaxy's Edge. That's so cool. Anyway, uh, Jeff Ryan, everybody, he's back. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm all right. All right. And then, re- well, I guess she's returning like uh, for where we movie servers, but like, you know, uh, for Star Wars now, not for Cobra Kai. <laughs> Marley Andrews, how are you doing, Marley? Oh, doing so good. Just happy to be here. Honestly, Marley, I got to be, I got to be frank. You know, everyone's wearing Star Wars stuff and I love everyone's Star Wars stuff. Like we're wearing, I'm wearing my we uh, are. spirit jersey. Yeah. Like from like when I went on my trip, Jeff's got his Darth Vader. Kelly's got a whole bunch of like collage of Star Wars stuff. Yours is my favorite because I love Hayden Christensen. Okay, here's the thing though. I bought this when episode three came out. So I've had this for a very fucking long time. Nice. (laughs) This is mine from like high school. Like, or actually it would have been middle school going into high school for me. Isn't Uh, Christensen amazing, y'all? Like like, he got he got shit on. And I was just like, you know what? When I was 13 years old watching the, the prequel trilogy i was i was always a hidden stan i loved him same yeah it's that clip good. yeah that clip of him at celebration with anthony carboni who he's not really a friend of the show like we have a lot of mutuals but i love anthony carboni um telling him what is one thing you want to take away from the obi-wan tv show like tonight when people are watching it and he says this is where the fun begins they're just they're in. <laughs> yeah they're hype well and i Everybody's love that excited he watched uh, all the animated shows and stuff, you know, leading up to this. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, now I'm a fan. Now I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. fantastic. F- fantastic. And mm-hmm. then uh, rounding up our group, we have a brand new guest, a new friend uh, of the show, <coughs> Kelly How- Howenstein. Is that yeah, right? You got yeah. it. You got it. You got it. Kelly, it took you a second, you but you got it. Hey. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here too. I was. Yeah. Um, have you ever fun. done? Have you ever done anything like this before? Nope. I'm super stoked. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, just th- we're just like a bunch of people talking about Star Wars, and which I mean, that's kind of the best way to end a day for me or to have a day yeah. is just to sit and talk about Star Wars for a couple hours. I'm totally down, especially <laughs> talking about this historic show, a show mm-hmm. that we I honestly did not ever think we would. So, like, uh, we can add on to this conversation, like, uh, before we talk about like Obi Wan, when Force Awakens came out, like, there were definitely some taglines in that movie where they were shitting on the prequels. And I thought that's the direction that Disney was going to go. They were going to shit on these prequels. There was not going to be any prequel love at all um, for a long time. And that, the fact that this Obi-Wan show exists and 
the prequels are just like it's the anniversary of attack of the clones like mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. yesterday it was yesterday i think it was the um yeah. may 25th was the anniversary of attack of the clones like and everybody was celebrating that mm-hmm. and, and it's celebration too and when when the prequels came out you know the the adults all the people who were shitting on it on online and everything they were the ones who grew up with the original trilogy and their their main complaint was basically this isn't the exact same thing that i grew up watching so i hate it yeah and now mm-hmm. the the young adults and the adults and stuff who who are the big star wars fans online they're the ones who grew up watching the prequels so they're like that's the Star Wars that and like the Clone Wars show mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the Star Wars that mm-hmm. the current generation grew up well, with. Right. And that's what's going to make that's what they're doing now the, to make the the new sequel trilogy kind of stand out a little bit more. Is they're at, building on these TV shows to flesh it out and to mm-hmm. build, build in more of that time and that kind of stuff. And that's what made I think that's what brought the prequels back into being really, really oh, for sure is having like the, all of that extra stuff. Clone the, the Clone Wars, Wars to recontextualize everything and just mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it definitely puts together the bridge between like each generation, and it really it just kind of cross <clears throat> going with everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm I'm at the point where is it Star Wars? Sweet, I'm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that was this whole week. We've just got announcement after announcement after announcement of just like amazing things we got the mm-hmm. sequel to star wars jedi fallen order jedi survivor mm-hmm. Andor is coming out in a few months next year though is going to be crazy for star wars media we got soka we got the mandalorian season three we got uh the taiko atiki movie we got skeleton crew which is like mm-hmm. uh you know john watts spider-man now when when is acolyte coming out because they've been talking about that for a long time they haven't they have not announced a release window uh, but it's it's in development they're talking about it it's not one of those oh yeah ryan johnson's making his own trilogy and now we forgot about it (laughs) yeah Yeah. never gonna happen at this point well i mean he he should make more knives out movies anyway like those i want i want more knives out and i want hmm. more star wars from other people very importantly though lego star wars summer vacation is coming out on august 5th. yes very <laughs> important yes yeah. crucial <laughs> crucial information that Absolutely. high like that deep lore depth that you get from the lego star wars movies and stuff like that is lego just, star wars is freaking great though like it's they like are great. the, the, the oh, lego yeah. star wars holiday special i laughed my fantastic ass off the entire thing it was amazing mm-hmm. and oh my god I love that one. It was great. And uh, we also had the free makers, which uh, I watched a lot of that. And that was a really fun show. That's one I've never watched. I should watch it. Yeah, it's fun. Kid stuff. So it's like it's not required watching, but it's definitely, you know, uh, that this is a good point. Um, Before we talk about Obi-Wan, I want to get to know you guys a little bit more and have the wayward artists get to know you a little bit better, too. We're going to talk about each of real quick. uh, We won't go in too deep into it. We're going to talk about our glup shitto character of Star Wars. <laughs> now, what is a glup shitto character? Well, it's um, a, a random background character that probably only has like less than a minute of screen time in the Star Wars universe that only a hardcore Star Wars fan would know. And if they showed up in any media, you would freak out. And like the casual viewer would be like, oh, okay, I guess he was fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long explanation, but it's just like, it, it pokes fun at like a lot of, hardcore star wars fans i guess in a fun a little way. bit 
Yeah. Uh, so Marley, I want to get you started. What's, what's your Glubshido character? All right. Uh, it would be Odie from episode one. He's in uh, the pod races. He is the best. I don't know why he just has a cool Zen to himself. Mm-hmm. And if you put him any spot at any point, I mean, timeline wise, he'd be really, really old where we're at now, mm-hmm. but I would shit my pants. I would literally be so excited. <laughs> yeah. Odie, uh, like Odie, can you remind me like what he looks like? Like, I feel like I would be better. Like- um, He almost has like a, like a, a beret hat like helmet plate so what does it look like um and he has blue skin um he's really slender oh, oh. is he is he the one that's in like this the ball circular one or is he mm-hmm. is that a, okay i'm pretty sure right. yeah was yeah. he the one that when he crashed he went Arr! oh is that mars glow i don't remember <laughs> no i think that's mm-hmm. mars girl i think no that- yeah because i think he went like he he goes like that when he um got pulled over or pulled up pulled over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sir do you have any <laughs> idea how fast you were going <laughs> yeah uh fast uh, enough mm. <laughs> all right uh kelly your turn uh mine actually happened um in oh, the man. mandalorian season one mm. it was the loath cap really i'm i'm a big fan of of rebels in general and when we saw the the live action loath cat i kind of lost my shit for a few moments i was like ah it's yeah. a loath cat yeah imagine like just sitting like with the someone who hasn't seen stars like oh it's a love cat it's like what's the love cat's significance you know like what's right and actually like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. my, my son was watching it with me when i was like <laughs> ah he's like i don't get it dad <laughs> fine it's okay it's fine that's good that's that's glub shitto in fact like <laughs> glub, honestly I'll, I'll be frank with you when i was doing research about glub shitto like i thought that was an actual character in star wars <laughs> it's it's one of those like it's one of those names like yeah it's like oh there's it glub shitto could from, be yeah, it it sounds might be. <laughs> i don't know you tell me that's a star wars character i'll believe you yeah like, all right, I, all right Jeff, knows. What, what about I, you um mine's kind of a cheat so i've got a uh, an addendum on the end but my first one was um, Aura Singh, mm-hmm. who technically only appears in the movie uh, in episode one for like two seconds. She's mm-hmm. watching the Padres. And then they mention her her uh, in Solo. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But she does have a lot of screen time in, um, in Clone Wars. So my other one is someone who technically hasn't had any screen time at all. And it, you know, would be not is not even officially in canon yet would be um uh pallion from the the original thrawn books captain pallion because we've oh seen yeah, thrawn yeah and we've seen rook so you know to have pallion in there with them mm-hmm. would be would be really cool oh, that's sick yeah. ray sloan would be the other one that i'd want to see yeah Man. yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah from the the edge of the empire books yeah, or lesbians. end of the Empire books. Yeah, wow, more lesbians in Star Wars, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for me, it would be either Malakini, the Rancor Tamer from Star Wars. I'm surprised we didn't see him in a book of Boba Fett, honestly. Um, yeah. Droopy McCool, uh, part of the Max Rebo band. Um, mm-hmm. There's also like uh, the Wolfman, like the, there's like a Wolfman character. We see him uh, in the Cantina, right? Uh, we see him in the Cantina in episode four. We see a wolf person in a bikini Mm -hmm. in the book of Boba Fett as a cameo. I think we talked about it, Jeff. Um, Mm. Yeah. That's, that's always like, it's a Wolfman guy. I don't (laughs) know. Like he he doesn't have a name, but like, I I know who he is. Um, And then who else? Oh, Rhoda the Hutt. Satan. Satan. Oh, you mean like the, yeah. So what what are their species called? They have his name. I don't remember, but I, that was the Satan and the Wolfman were like two of the ones where the costume department just ran out and, you know, bought some cheap Halloween. Now the question, 
is do you know the name of the race of the Wolfman? I do not. Uh, oh no, I don't. <laughs> Shistavanin. Shistavanin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, glub shit over. You might as well have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Point, points for Kelly in this is whose line yeah, is I know. rules, but you know. Yes, absolutely. I'll take I'll take my don't matter points. All right, all right, guys, uh, we're gonna get into um, talking, reacting, and giving our impressions of the. Uh, I was gonna say book of Boba Fett, Obi Wan Kenobi. <clears throat> um, just to let guys let you know, each and every episode is going to be filled with spoilers. We can't like we can't. We cannot hide how we feel about this show. So we're going to go off the bat. Um, spoilers everywhere. Um, before we get into it, I just want to remind the Wayward Artists out there that this is the uh, Wayward Movie Servers, part of the Wayward World Podcast. Uh, today, Later today, we're going to upload um, the last episode of Cobra Kai. I have been very bad about uploading that episode with Marley, <laughs> but we're going to get right into that. Uh, we're going to return with Cobra Kai, with Marley and me um, in September. When Cobra Kai comes out. Oh, Heck now I'm yeah. crying. Marley yeah. and me. Oh. Marley oh. And me. <laughs> I'm <also> Indefinitely. <laughs> uh, right. So if you like this show, please subscribe and uh, subscribe on YouTube. We're just about almost there to 40 subscribers. So that's amazing. Two, one year into this, we got 40 people. That's, that's great. Uh, please subscribe and then uh, subscribe on uh, audio services everywhere. Uh, anything with the cast at the end, we're there. Except... Rest in peace. Uh, Facebook podcast is gone. Um, Mark Zuckerberg decided to get rid of that platform. Um, so we can't make fun of it anymore. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> That's um, such a good tagline. <laughs> it was so fun. It was it was probably yeah. the best thing I've ever done, honestly. Um, so please go subscribe where you like to subscribe. And then uh, support on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. We're at the dollar level. You can buy me something off the dollar money at McDonald's or at the $5 above level. You can get um, exclusive perks and goodies, including episodes early, newsletters, hangouts, and possibly being a guest on the show. So please go subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Now, guys, um, you know what? Let's start with, you know, Kelly's new here. Let's let's start with Kelly. Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. real quick, just sum up, and we'll kind of go into scene by scene. Mm-hmm. Well, not scene by scene, but like moment to moment, talking mm-hmm. about Obi-Wan Kenobi. But like, what was your impressions of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, it was great. It was a super, like, you had a really broken down Kenobi who, like, kind of lost his faith in everything and and kind of accepted that this is you know that one scene where he had with the jet with the jedi in the desert the fight's over we lost go about living your life like a normal person like that idea of like knowing that you're exceptional and then like having to rein that in i think is a really like depressing state of being to be in on top of all the rest of the emotional trauma that he's dealing with um so I, I loved watching that whole like just interaction of like it, it felt super duper grounded and super realistic and like this is a true moment of of what how somebody would react to kind of those situations in that scenario. I I loved it. I like the Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Jeff, almost exactly like the rule. Oh, Jeff, what did you think? Oh, um, well, I mean, like, well, like what he was talking about there, the um that that same kind of vibe that he's just he's feeling just utterly crushed and defeated and i thought that was interesting too because at the end of revenge of the sith yoda was talking to him about communicating with um with qui-gon where it doesn't look like he's been able to do that and i'm thinking Mm -hmm. it's because you know like 
So uh, uh, his character arc is going to have to be something like he's going to have to come to terms with things or, or find peace, or he's never going to actually be able to, to commune with, uh, with Qui-Gon. So that's, and I know we're not like predicting things to come, but I like, that's kind of where I, where I see this going, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. I think uh, definitely. Yeah. As for the rest of it, um, I liked seeing Alderaan. Like this is the most yeah. seen of Alderaan. Yeah. That was really <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, and then um, you know the 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 Inquisitors and how they interact with each other. Because uh, we we used we've, we're used to seeing the fifth brother and the seventh sister interact, but like those are the only two Inquisitors we ever really see together. So mm-hmm. like seeing this. Um, this weird dynamic that the inquisitors have with each other uh, was kind of fun and just kind of how they go about their business in a time when there could conceivably still be a few straggler Jedi roaming around. Mm -hmm. So they still actually have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, this, the general vibe that the show is setting up for us is kind of laying the groundwork for the, uh, for the milieu of the, of the galaxy at this point in time. Uh, I'm enjoying it. All right, Marley, what'd you think? I I honestly felt like a, a little kid again because there was so many directions that the show could have gone. And the t- it's like a dark tone. Like you're really seeing like, just kind of like after the war, we lost, we, we didn't win. And you're seeing like this broken down character of Obi-Wan and not to get too much into it, but I just love the, the deepness of his trauma that we're getting able to see, like the reactions that he's having, like the way that he's really playing this time in his life as a character. So for me, I just loved seeing how it's just you know episode one through well you know two and then three is kind of like the demise of it all but you see there's more it's not as deep like in the sense of like the mental health of it aspect of it all so I I was just really excited to see just kind of the breakdown that we're really getting to see so far with Kenobi Mm -hmm. yeah I I completely agree with everything you guys are saying like I'll I'll even make like a bold claim and say this is probably the best acting in Star Wars I've ever seen like with Ewan McGregor, like the way he's been handling the trauma that Obi-Wan has been facing, but like not saying too much. You can see in his eyes just how much, how tired he looks, how defeated, how, you know, after watching episode three and like, you know, getting familiar with Obi-Wan throughout the years through the Clone Wars and like the prequels and stuff like that, you see an Obi-Wan Kenobi that, you know, believes in the Jedi Order, who's charismatic, who's charming, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, when you look at him, like his smile, like uh, maybe I'm, I'm kind of swooning over him. I'm like, oh, his smile is like his hair. And it's, all, it's all that stuff. But when when I look at this Obi Wan Kenobi and where he's at in life right now, it's just like you can see just how defeated and like the weight of like the galaxy is on his shoulders because of his uh, responsibility towards Luke Skywalker. You know, mm-hmm. he cannot out himself. He cannot do anything that goes mm-hmm. against the Jedi code. And that's what's really great, like in the beginning of the the show with the Inquisitors talking about how Jedi can't help but, you know, go out there and help people in need. And like th- and that's how we get them. That's how we catch them. And you know, Obi-Wan Smart, he mm-hmm. he realizes he like, yeah, like he can't really do the stuff that a Jedi does normally. Like he can't help yeah. other people. Like you see right. those instances when he's at the butcher, like his job at the butcher place. Like he had an opportunity to stand up for his coworker, but he didn't do that. And then the Jedi in the uh, the desert, like um, he didn't help him at all. He didn't even want to help. Well, we'll get to, we'll get into Alderaan and Leia, but like he didn't even want to get Leia 
you know, mm-hmm. Luke's other daughter. Like he didn't want to save him because of like how much of a burden, like not only Luke has uh, has on him, kind of like if watching over him and making sure him and his family are safe, but um, but he's still carrying the weight of Anakin for right. ten years. Yeah, and like, do you guys, you guys saw the list of like all of the like pre like recommended pre-watching for it like oh, yeah. three quarters of that stuff was all about the arc of satine and what happens yeah. with satine and obi-wan yeah. it's like yeah, let's just yeah. add pile on more of that emotional trauma while we're talking about it yeah, yeah. oh my god Jeez. like talking about emotional trauma like that cave scene after like the uh the flashbacks like um and mm. when he's like qui-gon master qui-gon and you're yeah. like Mm, it's like oh man i know he's not here yet but it's just like it's so he, sad he does he does this every yeah. night and the then, end of episode two mm-hmm. that just that when he finds out you know the big reveal oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like just his yeah. face though like and you could totally tell he's like having this moment of just like i don't how, how, how like there's a you could almost you could see a panic attack starting to happen yep. in, his, in that moment you're like well, it was very similar to like even the way the scene was shot and the way that it it cut back over to Vader is very similar to when Luke found out uh, at the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you know, mm. like the the emotion of of first the revelation and then you know trying to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then of course in uh, in the Empire Strikes Back they did the the crossfade from from Luke over to Vader on his ship. You know mm. when they're kind of talking to each other with their bluetooth or whatever it was horse tooth yeah yeah there you go and, and then and then th- this one it goes from obi-wan's face where he's you know he's trying to process this and then it cuts to vader in his in his back to tank you know and yeah like, and especially oh no you go oh, you you go marley i was just gonna say and just the sound quality of it too how it just starts to slowly get silent as later like are you okay what's wrong and it just like mm. is just going out silent and then it goes and then it shifts to that thing so just adding on to it yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was going to say also like he's out he's out and about with Anakin's daughter, you know, mm-hmm. in 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 space and like he's probably like thinking about that too. It's like, "Oh shit, if Darth Vader comes around, this whole thing is going to fuck up." But like, you know, we as people who watch the the the, the original trilogy, we know what happens, but like uh, in that moment like getting to experience like, "Oh my god, Darth Vader was so close to like um finding out he has children like that soon before they were ready. It was just like the whole thing would have like got fucked up. Mm -hmm. Dude. I wonder Mm -hmm. like how, I wonder how close he's going to get to Leia during this, this escapade. Like how close is Vader going to get to Leia? Is he going to, is he going to like, at some point, is she going to be hiding while they're having a duel or something like that? And I mean, it's not like Vader doesn't know that Leia exists (laughs) because I mean, first of all, by the time of the original film, she's a senator from Alderaan. She and Vader have met each other before when they their their conversations imply that they, you know, this is not their first meeting. They are aware of each other's existence. So it's not so much like if he meets her, it's not, you know, the end. It's it's more like it's it's. It's more important that he doesn't know who she is rather than just that that she exists, you know. Right. Yeah, the context. Yeah. And especially like, you know, hypothetically if Obi-Wan was there, cuz like if Obi-Wan was there and Darth Vader was there and Leia was there and you know, they always do that 
uh, what's going on? I can sense something in you, Obi-Wan. Like, what's so important about this girl type of thing? Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that, that, that would, mm-hmm. just thinking about that is kind of crazy. Um, you know, Kelly, you brought up a good point about uh, close closeness. I, um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the relationship between Obi-Wan and Leia. First of all, Princess Leia, hello. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> she was so good. Yeah. So good. Who wants to go first? Like, just to talk about Princess Leia and this. Um, I will either go first or last because I have, I have a feeling my opinion is not going to be popular. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, why don't you start, Marley? Okay. Um, I, I loved it. I, I think her sassiness, I think it's a great way that they're incorporating this um, bond that we don't get to see in episode four, like where, like, you know, she's like, help me. I'll be going, you are my only hope. Like she's aware of who she is. Like there's interaction there. And so finally getting able to see the connection of them and where it builds from. I I'm just excited to see it unfold. She, the thing I liked about her a lot was she's wicked smart, but she doesn't have any common sense about the world. Like you can tell that she's totally lived an affluent life up to this point, but she's very much so has like lots of intelligence. She's got a lot of insights and capability to understand people really well, but she she has no idea like the whole thing like just lift me up i want to float and things like that it's like dude you have no idea what's going on in the world mm-hmm. so i i and i think her character is fantastic and i she was a great foil to obi-wan in that regard i thought it was great yeah what, what's your unpopular opinion jeff my jeff. unpopular opinion <laughs> i found her to be incredibly annoying uh, that's fair <laughs> which is and i mean it, it has nothing against the girl they've got playing her, who I thought did an excellent job, yeah, even though absolutely. she's a little she's a little young to uh, for you know, for for playing ten because she's she's only nine now, which means she was like eight nine when she's and I went between eight and ten. That's a big two years. But anyway, um, she um, she struck me, and this is this is coming from like I've been working with with kids for eighteen years, and. I know this kid uh-huh. there. There's one of these kids in every program, every class, every, every summer camp. Sometimes there's more than one. There's always at least one. And <laughs> they, they don't take anything seriously at all. They will never listen to anything that you say. They'll, it just rolls right off of them. And until you get to something that is not important in the slightest and they freak out and nothing you can say will, they, they won't listen to anything. Not, they cannot be consoled by anyone under, yeah, under any circumstance. It's, it's maddening. And like, so this, <laughs> this was the, the vibe I was getting. She is irrationally unfrightened of things that should be frightening. And she is irrationally mm-hmm. frightened of things that should not be frightening. And it bugged the crap out of me. Yeah. Would, you, would you say, uh, Jeff, she's uh, a little rebel? Oh yeah. Oh for me, for me, like at first when I like, oh yeah, Princess Leia, oh my god, Aldron, oh my god, uh Bria Argana, Bail Argana's back, all that stuff. Amazing. But then at the back of my mind, I'm like, uh, how are they gonna portray this? Like, cause Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, like iconic. Like no one has really like portrayed uh, no one's portrayed like Leia at all. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this is the first time we've seen someone else portray that character. Well, she was in that one episode of Rebels. That's a voice acting. Uh, yeah. Voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count. I mean, it counts canon and everything, but like, 
live action, I guess. Fair, is fair. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, nobody's nobody's tried to step up and take over Carrie yeah. Fisher's role in that. Regard. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but like when I hear her talk, and like as someone who wrote a 12 page like essay about why I think Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher are like you know uh, ideal feminist icons, um, I can hear Carrie Fisher in her. I can like some of the words, some of the sentences that she says. I was like, that's Leia. Like the the her stubbornness a little bit, mm-hmm. even in episode four, mm-hmm. like you know she was a little bit stubborn, you know. And you, when you're the leader of the rebellion, like you're you're kind of like a little bit stubborn in that regard, like to fight someone that's like much greater than you. Like she's always been that type of person. Yeah. And even in the yeah. Last Jedi, like when all hope was lost, like at the end, like that was kind of a turning point for her. But like she has always been. Um, she's always been that and like seeing this child like who yeah she's 10 years old but she she's tiny as fuck like she is so small like when i looked at her like her cousin like standing up there (laughs) he's so tall that kid looks like he's like 12 but she cut him down so much her best (laughs) moment in the show was when she dressed him down that was legitimately cool that was fantastic yeah that was great including leia in this obi-wan story like i think like my assumption anyway, it was like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we're going to like see more of Luke. I would have never guessed Leia. And like, even the, uh, Bail Organa says in the show, is like, she's just as important as the boy. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just like, she is important. And like, I feel like a lot of people disregard Leia, like, or, or have been for like such a long time because, you know, yeah, sure. She's uh, the the leader of the rebellion. She's a hero and stuff like that. But I feel I feel like a lot of people like like to idealize Luke as being like this big like hero Mm -hmm. savior thing where i think leia like kind of gets the short end of the stick and now it's oh yeah it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate side effect of of perspective because a lot of people come into these things you know having seen the original trilogy first Mm -hmm. and you're going to view the characters through that lens so we already know that luke is the one that does the hero's journey and defeats vader and all those things Whereas if, if you were coming into it now, if you were living through it the way these characters are, or even just watching Star Wars the first, for the first time chronologically from, the, from Phantom Menace onwards, Luke and Leia both do have legitimately equal potential. Like mm-hmm. there's no way of knowing yeah. which right. one of them or both of them would end up being and the they- one to save everybody. You know what I mean? It, like, and it's really unfortunate she passed away when she did because I had a feeling... I. They had a feeling they were going to try and really recontextualize the Princess Leia role in mm-hmm. episode nine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like those flashbacks of her and Luke having the duel in the forest and that kind of stuff in yeah. episode nine. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they wanted to do more of those kinds of things to like recontextualize her story to to help kind of flesh it out a little bit more, not just have her be this kind of side character, for lack of a better word, side character to the Luke story mm-hmm. in that regard. Because mm-hmm. which is yeah go ahead yeah no i was gonna say which is great that they're they're having the opportunity to do that now Mm -hmm. and you know and and i'm hoping that like like i say i I didn't really like her character in the first couple episodes but you know i am i am perfectly willing to uh to change my mind later on in the series because i'm looking forward to seeing where they go yeah well at least she's a talkative mcguffin (laughs) (laughs) a couple of things that also i just want to add about leia also is um it it kind of justified I feel like a lot of the things that she does later on in the sequel trilogy, like 
why does she go by Organa? Like, why didn't she go by Leia Skywalker? Kind of like in the mm. Legends book. Like, we see her relationship with Bale. And that moment where, you know, where she, like, where she was defeated to her dad. And she's like, I'm not really an Organa. And then Bale was like, no, you are an Organa. You are an Organa here in your heart. And when she's kidnapped, you can see in, like, Bale is the one crying. Bale is the one that's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like my daughter, like this is my daughter. She's gone. Mm-hmm. And like you can, like those small moments, like you could tell just how much she was loved in the Organa household. Like even like, it's like, you know, all of a sudden I, I realized that I have like this uh, estranged family and like, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I would like go with this estranged family that I have no connection to. I think I want to keep the name of the family and the, and the, the tribe that, you know, took me in that Mm -hmm, loved mm -hmm. me and cared about me and stuff like that, especially when your dad tortured you, you know, (laughs) and just how good was Jimmy Schmidt at that? Like anytime I see him as Bill Organa, it's just like, it makes me so happy. This is the best. And he was there when she was born too. Mm -hmm. So like there's, yeah, he's, he's had emotional Mm -hmm. connection Mm -hmm. from that. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to see the connection between him and um, Obi-Wan too. Like it just felt like we just jumped right back in. Like, you can tell that their relationship is so established already. It was just mm-hmm. such such a nice thing to organically see it just unfold on screen just in this new context. It's your shit together, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, getting your shit together, Obi-Wan, I, I want to talk about uh, Taron, what, what, what's his name? Uh, Joel, Ter- Joel, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. Oh, uh, Owen. Uncle yeah. Owen. Uh, Owen like Larson. He, yeah. I, <laughs> Marley, are you excited about that one? You just, like, I mean, just a little bit, but you, you I, say it, then I'll come in. <laughs> here, here's the thing about like Uncle Owen here. Like, he nailed, like, someone mentioned it before, but I, I will definitely agree with it because I heard it too. He nailed down the Luke, you know, like the old, yeah. Luke. yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, even when he was talking to Obi Wan, he's got that, that kind of a gruff sort of, you know, scratchiness mm-hmm. to his voice that, uh, that Owen had in the original trilogy. Yeah, he's, he's getting older. But he's so good he, in this. I think so he's good. also got equal screen time now. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah. Well, it was well, just so cool to see because, like, you see him, you know, like, oh, Shmi, oh, yeah, oh, man, she passed away. And you get, like, very little, like, moments of, of him in episode two. And to, like, really just see him, like, the years really show yeah. on his character. And so that's the one thing, too. Like, you can tell that, like, there's this weird dynamic between him and Ben and just how he's just like, I didn't do it for you. Like, there's like, oh, I feel I feel the weight of this like Dude. responsibility that's been thrown on you. Like, sh- he's great. Dude, I, so I have good. I have family just like that, where it's like, you know, he he belongs on the farm. Leave, let him stay on the farm and not not go beyond, you know, the the life, the farmer's life. Mm-hmm. And that's where he belongs with his family, that kind of stuff of that whole idea of, you know, he, the, uh, the farm is where you're at. The farm is where you stay. The farm is where you grow up. You inherit it from your family and then you kind of continue it on and that kind of stuff. And yeah. like that whole attitude of I'm a farmer and I'm going to pass it on to the next generation to continue it on is, was interesting to see as well. Like you hear that in episode four, but to see it in like these conversations with Obi-Wan was really interesting. Yeah. And he has an excuse for it too, because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the same way that like Owen, like uh, Bale and uh, Bree love, um, Brea, sorry, it's Brea, Leia. Like, uh, they, I didn't know it was pronounced Brea, but we, mm-hmm. we, when we see Brea and Bale, as much as they love Leia, it's the same thing for um, Owen and Brew. They love Luke. 
and they know they're more familiar with like the stories of like Luke's father and what yeah. had happened to him. Yeah. And like, that's their family, you know, like when Anakin came to visit them in episode two, like Anakin was disheveled. He had to go rescue his mom from the Tuscan Raiders. Like that's his only context of the Jedi. Like the Jedi didn't let Luke, like Anakin see um, his mom, you know, and the Jedi for mm. all intents and purposes, you know, like from his perspective, they killed Anakin, you know, and yeah. now like Obi-Wan wants to indoctrinate Luke into this uh, hokey religion. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, so basically you're, you, what you're saying is Owen and Baru are like the Dursleys, except not shitty. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not shitty. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't it cute though, that like the T-16 uh, Skyhopper toy that Obi-Wan had? Yeah. I, I wonder yes. if it's, it has to be the same one that Luke is playing with in episode does four, that right? seem like something that owen would get for him I you know, know who wants him to stay yeah. on the farm no <laughs> no but i i bet dollars to donuts obi-wan finds a way either to put it in the trash or something like that or finds a way for luke to get it when he's a teenager something like that yeah, yeah. or else by the end of the show owen lets him have it yeah the big question i have for you guys is why do you think owen didn't rat out obi-wan if he doesn't like him so much if he wants him to stay away because if if it's revealed that Obi-Wan is here on Tatooine, uh, then people are going to start wondering why he's there, which, you know, it's only, it's what, two degrees of Kevin Bacon leads uh, right to Luke. Mm -hmm. Especially if it ever comes out that Owen himself is the half-brother of Anakin Skywalker, yeah. who would, you know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. he, that's what he says. He didn't do it for Obi-Wan. He was protecting Luke. Not only Luke, but his wife too. Yeah. Like all, all doing all, he Obi Wan really didn't factor into that equation at all. He sees, I think, just like it's he doesn't show it in the same way, but just like um, Leia's dad, Bale, Bale yeah. um, has taken Leia as his own. Owen has taken Luke as his own, and oh, yeah. and has and and has that same type of father protectiveness about him. Shows it in a different way, but has that same protectiveness about him for sure yeah um yeah no i i absolutely agree i think that's those are, those are some really good points um i do want to talk about oh I, I, did we talk we we talked about like i i think we alluded to uh, a little bit to obi-wan <clears throat> and leia's relationship in this like their dynamic i really enjoy like it's i don't want to say it's like funny because like there were funny moments but like i still like there there's something there's something charming about their relationship that i like from the get-go i really enjoy a lot and you know talking about the sequels uh, as well they're probably adding a reason in there why uh they're gonna name their son ben ben sky like ben solo you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like ben kenobi mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but the line that got me like the line that like break, breaks my heart and even when i think about it too and uh, when Obi-Wan was like kind of describing Leia, like, oh, you're kind of um, hard-headed, bold, or like some or other things. And it's like, just like a friend of mine um, from before. And then she asked like, well, were they a Jedi? And your mind, you're like, is he gonna talk about Anakin here? Is he gonna talk about dad? It's like, no, we're gonna allude to Padme. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing. I don't. I, I, I wonder thought, if he's talking about Padme or Satine. I was gonna say I immediately assumed he was talking about Satine purely yeah. because of like the, the prior it. watching of all the Satine. That's for, what I. That's who I thought. He first was time I about. watched it, 
first time I watched it, I thought Padme. The second time I watched it, I thought I thought Satine. See, really? I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. assume See, Padme thought... until somebody else said it. I I assumed Satine right away. See, I was like you said. I thought it was Padme because then it was like I thought it was kind of like an homage almost to like yeah. remembering her, and then now you're also like, ah, oh, well, it's kind of like mm-hmm. almost into fruition of like seeing like the reincarnation of her. Yeah, well, which the, the, actually makes more sense, and yeah. it makes me wonder why I didn't think it was Padme in the first place. <laughs> yeah, well, it does make more sense. Yeah, well, well, and Bay and uh, uh, Bale and uh, Bre- uh, Brea. God, mm-hmm. Why did they name him like? <laughs> <laughs> um they said something similar too it's like oh she reminds us of like someone they don't say her name and it's just like at, at least me and marley <laughs> uh, we're like crying over here we're like crying like oh my god this is, like when obi-wan said it though like when he like he gives like validation to padme and it's just like you know mm-hmm. i feel like they did her so dirty in episode three like they, yeah they, they just, really did they, they yeah. really did her dirty but like now it's just like now it's a chance to say like no padme amidala is like an amazing politician person like freedom fighter and you're related to her he didn't say that but like you know he wanted to he wanted to so bad Mm -hmm. i bet and like um not only that like our context of padme in the clone wars like kind of like it Mm -hmm. fueled that that's what fueled it inside me i was like oh this isn't just the prequels this is uh, like the clone wars Mm. padme and like the the padme stories like the the queen's trilogy and stuff like that well, and Obi-Wan lost Padme too. Like he was friends with her. Like yeah. he wasn't like they didn't have, you know, the relationship Anakin and him her had, but he or was did different. they? <laughs> <laughs> and there's and that's where Ray came from. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways, uh no, but like he she was his friend. And so he had like not seeing, you know, being reminded of her and her daughter, and then all all the stuff that comes with that as well. It's just more of that emotional trauma we keep talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, it, it's you're totally right, and um, I'm I'm just like, so excited to like really see where that goes. Like, are we gonna like? Do you think? Do you guys think like Leia's gonna see Padme like a, like a picture of her and like oh who's that? And then someone's gonna be like, oh that's Senator Almadala. She was a very good politician, and it's just like you know. Mm-hmm. She'll see an image and she'll get feelings. Yes, that basically. I don't think it'll happen in this show. I yeah, could be I was going to say, I don't think I, so either. I, I could fair. be wrong, but I think, I think it, that would be a cool thing to see like in a comic or in like a book or something mm. like that, but I don't think it'll happen in this show. Yeah. The one thing that I want to see in this show, which I don't think we're going to see, but and it makes me kind of sad, is I would love to see Obi-Wan visit Shmi Skywalker's grave. Oh. And say... beg forgiveness or sorry stop (laughs) (laughs) i would love to see that moment he never met her though only met her. you're not wrong but i would love to see that happen because if it was qui-gon i can definitely because qui-gon knew her pretty well Mm -hmm. Uh, well enough anyways yeah didn't it do something to you guys when obi-wan brought his lightsaber and he buried it with anakin's lightsaber Mm. Oh yes. How did he mm-hmm. find that again? By the way, right? I have I have logistical qu- issues with burying a lightsaber in the sand, but because if you're gonna say <laughs> it, he found it with the force, I'm gonna quote Han and say that's not how the force works. <laughs> well, do you remember oh! the Force Awakens? The Force that, Awakens the begs yeah, to the differ. For, the Force Awakens, you know, the lightsaber. It was calling to him from across mm-hmm. the desert. Yeah. This, like, this yeah. is a special lightsaber that calls out to you. 
Well, yeah. it's more, it's more the, well, it, there actually is other context for that in the Ahsoka book of the lightsaber crystals calling There's out the, to the Jedi. The kyber crystals too. But right. those are the kyber crystals that you, that you're going to use to make your lightsaber, not the one that. That's already in the have. lightsaber that he made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, cause they, it's a similar thing in the, in the Clone Wars when the younglings went to Ilum to get their crystals. Mm-hmm. It was the same mm-hmm. thing as from the books, but no, uh, I don't know. Maybe he put a GPS tracker on it. My my logistical thing comes comes back to the fact that they were still only buried like that far down yeah. the ground. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in the yeah. desert after ten years, there's still yeah. just this much sand. Isn't it yeah. funny that that lightsaber, specifically Anakin's lightsaber, got buried in the sand twice? <laughs> oh my god, Anakin would be so pissed off. Yeah, he would hate that so much. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's really funny. Except like Obi Wan didn't like force it down you know like he, yeah. he had a shovel and everything well he's kind of cut off from the force i guess he's doing it the old-fashioned way he was mm-hmm. he was he was he's still struggling well i mean it's rusty you know it's been a yeah. it's been a few years exactly yeah. you know like there's still a bunch of other characters and stuff that we haven't talked about um well before we get into like the other characters uh darth vader y'all i mean like yeah. just just like the brief thing that we saw of him like we still don't know who's going to voice darth vader like james earl jones is not confirmed so how is well, darth he's getting vader- pretty old too so even if he did mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't really sound like vader yeah mm-hmm. but like there's no darth vader voice actor mm. it's just darth vader's being played by hayden christensen what does yeah. that mean do you think it'll right. all be just visuals i don't know or they could do hayden talking and you know one of those old voice vader voice modulators they used to sell at toys r us where you're talking mm-hmm. it, it makes it sound like Darth vader. they could they could they could do a, a digital modulation after the fact yeah or or visual i think i hadn't thought about that just visual vader yeah where he doesn't actually say anything super creepy it yeah. would be holy shit well because oh, just like just in row creepy. one yeah he never exactly said, in the hallway yeah. scene, he never says anything yeah the other that's thing, like his best scene ever the other theory is like maybe Darth Vader wants Obi-Wan to look into his eyes, you know, like, uh, let me look on you with my own eyes. Like, I'm going to take off my helmet. I'm going to show you what you did to me type of deal. I don't know. know. It's a a thought. Yeah. It's a, I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very excited to see when they meet and what that's going to be like. Yes. Exactly. I'm, and ru- there's rumor that it happens more than once. Yeah. Which so also like they'll, they'll meet early and then they'll have a fight later on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be heartbreaking. I got <laughs> I got two big questions, though. One related to this and then one we can get to later. Yes, go. My, my main question is when the third sister reveals to him that Darth Vader is alive and obviously he knows what that means. She apparently knows that Darth Vader was once Anakin Skywalker, which I was under the impression nobody knew. It's true. I know how they found it. I know how she knows. Yeah. How do you know she knows? Don't, don't say anything. Is it like there's stuff there's stuff that's leaked? No, no. I, is this is not leaked stuff. This is context clues from the first episode. From the first episode. Uh, you okay, think okay. she was one of the younglings in the temple and she, she saw him there? She was one of the younglings in the temple. Mm-hmm. In the in one of the and she was one of the ones that was doing the the because I know, thought that might have been her and then you and think that she saw him leading the clone troopers exactly in there. Okay. she saw Anakin Skywalker uh, and heard okay. heard him call Darth Vader probably by some of the clone troopers at some point 
Okay, along the so way. she she has direct first person knowledge, which is which is also where she gets the idea of I'm getting what I'm owed because she probably was one of the first ones to choose to follow Darth Vader as an inquisitor. Maybe yeah. one or one of this early mm. ones, or she knew most about his secret or something like that. with how much she has a chip on her shoulder. She probably knows his secret or so, thinks she has some like, there's some the for Darth Vader. history there. There's something right. going on. Yeah. And I can't remember who, what the character's name was, but they do say like, um, you know, some of the inquisitors used to be, they used to be Jedi's beforehand. So mm-hmm. that also is another context clue for her possibly being one of the Jedi's yeah. from the temple. Because we do know that the Grand Inquisitor himself was a temple guard. Mm-hmm. And we know that at least the second sister was a, a Padawan at some point. Uh, as far as the rest of them, we don't know. Uh, I still think that Barris Offee is an inquisitor that we haven't yet met. I, I would I'm love that. Out for that. I, I think because like, but... we don't know who the first sibling is. We've never met the first sibling, and mm-hmm. it would make sense to me if the first sister would be Barris Offee, like she was the very first one. Uh, is the Grand Inquisitor dead? No. It, unless it's a different Grand Inquisitor who also happens to be a Powie. Is yeah. or is the Grand Inquisitor the first in the cloning experimentations? Uh, oh. I don't know. There's a thought. That mm. could be, but like, why? Why didn't they clone him in Rebels? But if it's a different, if it's a different, well, in Grand Inquisitor, it would explain why he looks so different from the one. Well, after the seeing the the trailer for Jedi Survival or Jedi Survivor, where the Grand Inquisitor is back in it, looking old and messed up. See, I don't even mm. know if that's the Grand Inquisitor either. Like it just it maybe there's like, like, like a bunch of different Grand Inquisitors. Like, yeah. <laughs> which gets back to the cloning question: like, is is oh, it a clone yeah. or is he? Yeah. Yeah, all that I, kind of stuff. If I had to like bet money, he's not dead. Um, it, I someone mentioned like he's probably like they're probably sidelining him so Darth Vader can come around and like mm. eventually possibly kill Reva. Reva you know, for oh, uh, she's, I don't think Reva's making out of this series. No, alive. she's she's not making it out alive. No, at Darth Vader is going to kill her. It would be super funny though if this turned out to be a totally different guy, and then they you know like all the fans were like, it doesn't look anything like the animated characters. Like, well, it was a different guy. It's because it's, yeah. it's different. Guy. It's, it's, yeah. a diff- it's literally a different guy. Yeah. I think we're just going to have to be patient. I think a lot of people are jumping the gun and thinking like, oh, no, Rebels is retcon. And I'm like, no, 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 no. absolutely not. No, it's not. No. But, not uh, with that. Not with Dave Filoni in there. Well, and there's yeah. so many other instances of things that happen with the Grand Inquisitor. If you ever look into the comics of the Grand Inquisitor, like at one point, Darth mm. Vader has a whole speech with the spirit of the Grand Inquisitor, but like the yeah. Grand Inquisitor's spirit's like on fire mm-hmm. and begging, begging to be released. And Vader's like, no, you you serve me. That's it. And it's sad for the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I saw I read that. I read that one. Yeah, that was fucked it was, up. Mm-hmm. Super fucked up. Uh, speaking of uh, Jedi characters or non-Jedi characters, what did you guys think of Kumail Nanjiani as Hajj? I think that was his name. Is- I, I, I think he's a Jedi. I think he's a Jedi. Really? I think he's really a Jedi. Like because he was a ca- youngling? Because he called him Obi-Wan. Oh. oh. But, but I mean, Obi-Wan was the name that was written on the wanted posters. So everyone knew oh. that his name was Obi-Wan. Damn yeah. it, Jeff. Why did you ruin my theories? <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a big fanboy. I think he, like, because, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like, it, it doesn't seem like he has very ill intentions w- with, like, being a fake Jedi, you know? He's, like, he's the but, scammer with the heart of gold. 
Mm-hmm. I, I really want him to be a, a Jedi just to be like, I'm, I'm going to be the Jedi that hides, you know, in plain sight by being terrible at being a Jedi. <laughs> like making, being a but Jedi. if he's a Jedi, that means he's, he's definitely going to die. And that's sad. I don't want him to be. Yeah. I, yeah. I know, but he was a cool character. Actually. I, I really, enjoyed I do him. like him. Yeah. Great. I, yeah. I want more of him for sure. I don't think Kumail Nanjiani could play a character that I wouldn't like. Yeah, you know, like in anything, like if Kamal Nanjiani is playing a character, then I'm gonna love whoever that character is, whether they're good, bad, whatever. Like, I I had issues with him in Eternals, but I had issues with most things in Eternals. So, you know, know, uh, Kelly, I met the Eternals at Disneyland, and they're very Um, nice people. I that's fine. Their movie was not my favorite. Kingo, (laughs) Kingo, who Kamal plays, I, I interacted with that character, and that was actually really fun. Nice. I, I said, like, I just referenced Eternals because I love Eternals. Eternals is my queer MCU movie that I love <laughs> a lot. My flawed, my flawed uh, queer movie. I love Eternals <laughs> just because I love, I've always loved the trope of people living throughout history. Oh. So, like, that that alone was enough for me to love it. There we go. Yeah, fair. fair. Oh, well, this is Obi-Wan that's not Eternals, so let's yes. keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, let's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go, I, I, like... Um, I think now we're kind of getting to the part where like just a couple things that we haven't talked about and we'll kind of wrap it up here. Um, the, the recap y'all at the the beginning, at the beginning with the prequels, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what I'm, I'm slightly sad that they didn't include any animated show clips in that i get it why they didn't been, yeah it would have been like jarring going back and mm-hmm. forth live but yeah. i i agree with you i was kind of sad that they didn't include it because that there's a lot of important character stuff from right that. and it would again built that bigger relationship even more with anakin and obi-wan yeah. so some of that yeah. stuff that's in there even just been... having like the like a voiceover context would have been cool yes yeah i don't disagree with you there that would have been cool but like the clone wars like announcer like Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Gone through a lot of shit. <laughs> but no, it Empire me... Ascendant. Like, For oh, a Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to live. <laughs> it, it made me cry. I was like, I love this. Let's get hype. Let's go. Like that, that the whole thing just was like so exciting. And uh, I just want to talk about like the production of this movie. Like not, not yeah, movie, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. it has some kind of polish in here where it like it doesn't it feels like a Star Wars movie, but it just feels like a long Star Wars movie where, you know, we're getting it episodically. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we've gotten Star Wars episodically, <laughs> like obviously, but um, compared to like the Book of Boba Fett and even like the the Mandalorian too, like this has some kind of, like it's special. It feels like it's an event, you know. With I John think Hunt. a large part of that is because we got the first two episodes at the same time really yeah but even even then some of the cinematography and the way that they shot it is very very different than how book of boba fett and and yeah. even the mandalorian get shot mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I i think you're right that there's a, there's a bit of polish there's a, a very there's a visual language and a visual style that they specifically wanted to have for kenobi well, and the way that it's structured too because obviously the mandalorian is is very episodic in nature Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, each episode is kind of self-contained. It's got its own little thing. And then Boba Fett, I mean, it it, it told a, a more, a, a, a continuous story, but even the way they did it was like, okay, this is the episode where he gets this. And this is the episode where he makes friends with so-and-so. And this is the episode where he finds this thing, yeah. and this, you know, like where, yeah, like you say that just the structure 
I can see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. the credits too. It was the classic Star Wars credits. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, long time ago at, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. Like far, far away. They, they're treating it like uh, on the same level as like a movie. Um, yeah. like one of the movies in my opinion. Well, and, I think the other part of it too is that still they're probably using some of the, a lot of the visual language from the prequels trying to use that because yeah. it's a prequel era versus sequel era you're right, uh, you're type right. stuff. So, they're like add a little bit of spice. A little bit of spice. And John Williams. Literally and figuratively. John Williams. Glitter stem perhaps. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't recognize like Obi-Wan's theme but like, I, so I, I gotta like listen to it. But like, John I Williams think, well, it's, killing it. I well, I think it's Obi Wan's theme is a bastardized version of the Force theme. Oh, because mm. it's it's like hearing you listen to it, and it was like it's almost the Force theme, but it's not quite. Which kind of is a reflection of where Obi Wan is as a person at this point, where he's I, almost with the Force, but not. I heard so, um, someone was saying that. Like when John Williams was scoring this, like he would take like the, the the music from the original trilogy and he would take just like the first few bars. So it was like and then he of, of those original pieces and then he would start there and then just kind of morph it into something. So it's like almost like the idea that the, these things are still in development, you know, like it's not there yet. It's still, you know, it's unfinished almost. Yeah. Kind of like Obi-Wan right now. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like you, poetry. It rhymes. Um, not Thanks, to George. To, not to uh, go into speculation mode, but uh, Jeff, do you think the new force power we're going to learn is force ghosts, like with Qui Gon? But I mean, we already knew that, though. That's not new. But like how it's done, maybe like there's going to be a cool, there's going to oh, be a maybe. cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possible. But when I'm when I'm talking about new force powers, though, I'm talking about like new things that we've never seen before. Because every Star Wars movie or show ever, with the exception of Solo that didn't have any Force users in it, has introduced some new Force power. Mm-hmm. So question and, of the hour, though. It's ob- it's, it seems obvious, but I don't know that we've ever actually seen it in, in, uh, in live action. Have we seen somebody being held up by the Force in live action? Um, in live action... We've seen people like augmented jumps. 3PO. Oh, 3PO. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's that. that, that oh, although since he's a droid, does he count? Yeah. It's almost counts. like lifting oh, an yeah. inanimate object. Yeah. Yeah. C3PO. Or he was lifting the chair, not not the that C3PO was sitting in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. So I'm I'm sure if we thought about it a little bit more, we could think of something. Yeah, I'm I th- sure. I think there is, but mm-hmm. I I can't think of anything. Um Let's go to Easter egg town, boys and girls. <laughs> I'm so um, bad at Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, there's only one, Same. there's only one that I noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, C3BO being there, he's there. Yeah. That was the but only one mm-hmm. I noticed. Did you, but did you see? So was R2. It? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Did he you guys there. see R2D2? Nope. Just for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was, in the back. he was serving drinks. Yeah. So he <laughs> was in the scene where oh. Leia escapes to the woods for a second time, and Bale is like, she left again. She's escaped, and you can see R two D two in the corner. Oh, oh awesome. yeah, he was yeah. just he was just over off on the the right side of the screen there for like half a second. He was there. Yeah, the other Easter nice. egg. Um, there is a Rise of Skywalker reference in the show. Um, one of the aliens from um, uh, the Indian 
looking planet, you know, with the festival, the festival of colors. Oh, aliens. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember their names. Like the I, one where I, they meet Lando. Pano, pa- Pano or, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That alien is in the truck with Obi-Wan. Oh, like, uh, okay. Transfer. Um, what like I think that's I got one. That's it. What is it? When uh when Bale said he, he used to want to hunt Purgles. Purgles. Yeah, I did Purgles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I heard Purgles was like the space whales? The, the light speed oh. hyperspace whale things. Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. All right, sure. What about you, Marley? Did you uh notice anything in particular? No, you guys <laughs> covered all the things that I didn't notice. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um breaking bad <laughs> like the little spice lab oh in the, kinda, spi- in the spice oh. meth lab yeah he kind of yeah. he, he kind of looked like you know walter white obi-wan <laughs> it, it's so weird that that outfit like it looked just like a regular hazmat suit according to somebody on twitter pointed this out um the the the, the mask and stuff that he had looks really uh, looks a lot like some of the early mccory concept art for luke Oh yeah, yes. he, does, he does wear. I think he wears something like that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Which I, you know, I never would have noticed that. I didn't even know that, but I, I just thought that was kind of neat. Something I love all out. the Macquarie tributes because some of his stuff is so cool looking. Mm-hmm. They've been doing that a lot. Like they did that mm-hmm. a lot in Boba Fett. They did it some of it in Mandalorian. They're doing a lot of Macquarie. They did some of it in, in Force Awakens, mm. which was great. And then uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Flea. <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> It, it wasn't until his third time on screen that I noticed that it was Flea. Cause like the first couple times I saw him, I'm like, that guy looks so familiar. Who the hell is that? I was, I was the same way. And then I, somebody said, Oh look, Flea made it into Star Wars. Like, Oh yeah. Why didn't I notice that yeah. before? Yeah. He just, he's, he's, he's got the injury because he challenged uh, Marty McFly to a race and he got in a wreck. Uh, <laughs> uh question for you guys the beast that like uh obi-wan kind of butchers like for his job is that um what the hell a, is that is that a crate dragon it's a crate dragon it just like i thought he to be a crate dragon i thought it had like a different face too like it looked like a different I don't it looked, think a, it looked aquatic it yeah. looked aquatic well so i don't think we saw the face I, yeah. I think it was buried. I think what we were seeing sticking out were ribs, and yeah, okay. but we saw a nice long trail, and we saw how big the crate dragon was in yeah. Book of, it, or Mandalorian. Yeah. The meat yeah. looks very similar, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming it looks like meat. Yeah, I mean, right? if it is a duck, it walks like a duck, acts like a duck. I guess it is a duck. Uh, oh, I guess crate dragon. The crate dragon was scaly, though, wasn't it? This didn't look scaly to me. It, it could have been a baby. Like- it looked almost like a marine mammal, like smooth and, and you know, with yeah. maybe like really fine hair on it. I don't know. Speaking of Marines, aka, you know, Army and stuff, we forgot Tamara Morrison was in Oh, my sh- God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh. uh, the sad. He was wearing, his armor was 501st armor, was it not? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, that was armor of the people that stormed the temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad it wasn't Cody. Really uh, glad it wasn't oh, Cody because that would have been awkward. It would have been awkward, and I'm betting dollars to donuts. Cody didn't know about the chip. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. The only and ones didn't that find we, out about it about the chip. Gregor was it? Gregor Wolf and and Rex are the only ones that we know of that. And the Bad the Batch and the Bad Batch. Oh, and the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And then what's his name? The guy who married the uh, the the Twilight 
woman. Uh, I never, I can never remember his name, but I know. I, rem- I Cutter was it Cutter? No, farmer, that's farmer a different guy. Clone. Farmer clone. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. Far, the the far, yeah that guy he he's farmer so, clone yeah. So those that guy, the three guys from Rebels, and then the Bad Batch. Those are the only ones that we know of that remove their chips. Yeah. Yep. Way to go for. And, oh, go ahead. Oh no! Way to go for what? I was just gonna say way to go to for tomorrow Morrison to just just be in right. It. Yeah. So mm-hmm. cool. Dude, he, I w- anytime there's a clone, he needs to be it now. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime oh, there's sure. a live action clone, he needs to be in it. This was I actually mean, the, the oh. first live action clone we've ever seen because mm-hmm. all um, the clones in the prequels were CGI. Technically, no. Technically, no, because according to Dave Filoni, the bearded guy in Return of the Jedi is Rex. <laughs> That's true. Okay. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant like a clone trooper, like he's wearing his clone like, yes. armor and everything. Yeah. It's like Tamara Morrison ever... himself, yeah. you know. Fair, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I forgot. I've for, I had forgotten that Rex was in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> yeah. Quick aside, do you think he he's also like in the Andor show with those episode three clones? I would love that. I would, yeah, okay, I, I hope so. That. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, here's my one, question though: oh, if sure. he was five oh first. Would he not have recognized Obi Wan because the five hundred first was Anakin's, and he, they, he and he and and, and Obi Wan served together a lot, so they they would have known him. So Depends. I'm, it, it was weird that a five hundred first clone would not recognize Obi Wan Kenobi on sight. Depends on how old the, the clone was. Would be my uh, guess. He probably was on Spice. You know, he's there's, there's that too. Yeah, but it looked like the the way the camera. Like the way it was shot, it seemed like there was some kind of well, obviously Obi Wan knows who it was, but like mm-hmm. there seems like there was some like the clones. Like, do I remember you from somewhere? You kind of look mm-hmm. like someone I know, mm-hmm. but I if, I feel like if he thought about it more, he probably would have like, oh fuck, that's well, Obi Wan's been living on Tatooine for ten years, which is you know twenty five years anywhere else, so <laughs> older than the guy would expect him to look. Um. Fair. Order 66. Um, real <gasps> quick about that. Yeah. That fucked me up because I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, are we gonna get are we getting an Anakin flashback? Are we gonna get him in their clone outfits? And then you see the clone troopers, and I'm like, no, uh, this is uh this is <clears throat> awful. It, it was a little bit jarring, I will be honest, with mm-hmm. uh, everything that's been going on with Texas and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah, recently actually there the news came out um about Obi-Wan is they put a uh content warning for that because you know, mm. school shooting. Mm. It, it was yeah. very i was like oh this is um this is very jarring with children and like all of a sudden there's a unfortunate timing unfortunate right. but um right. damn more order 66 and it's just always so bad like bad every bad. time we see it from a new angle is cool like you, you yeah. know you're seeing orders because it's it's the same thing but we we see it in a different way every time it's kind of yeah. like every time the blip comes up in the mcu and we see right. it from a different perspective it's, yeah. it's right. really cool. But yeah, no, Reva's totally one of the kids that's in doing the Tai Chi, the forced Tai Chi when, yeah. when it, that se- it seemed like she probably was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that starts to to give context to her story and background to her story. Yeah. Which we'll get more of hopefully as it goes along. Yeah. Do you think she's gonna be like uh Trilla and turn back by the end of the series, or is she gonna die an inquisitor? She's gonna die an inquisitor. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna give it, be given the option, and I think they're gonna try and play it up like she might. But she's gonna. She's she's done. She's Inquisitor the whole she's way. Gonna she's gonna yeah. be uh, Shen from Kung Fu Panda Two. 
Yeah, I well, I think her she I think she wants to be Vader's apprentice. I think that's her oh. ultimate goal. That's what she th- feels like she's owed is an apprenticeship with Vader. Okay, what about so you, Miley, you know, What did you think? Overthrow the emperor. I think her story will end. Like I think it's just going to be pretty much. She's not going to make it out. Like she's definitely not going to make it out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that this is actually a good segue into like my final discussion. Um, what did you guys think of Reva overall? And Marley, I want to start with you real quick. Like, what, what did you think of her? Honestly, I was like, you're coming off so strong. And like me just being like, like her intensity was so in, like just right there. And so at first it was like, I was like, okay, enough. Okay. But like that, like she's doing great. Like she's doing, as an actress, she's doing great. But like, it was very annoying to me. And it's like, okay, we get it. You want to get this, you want to get Obi-Wan. Okay, calm down. But um. I just I want to learn more about her. In episode two, I was like, okay, let's see why why is she so intensely wanting these things? Like, why is she wanting to find him so so badly? And as we talked about, you know, it's what she's owed and and what she believes that she deserves. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see. Just I want to know more about her background. And um, while she did annoy me the first episode, I am starting to like her. <laughs> About yeah, you, you I, Kelly. Yeah, I think she's she's super. I, I'm with you there, Marley. Her her intensity in the first episode, especially, was grind, grading on me really badly. Um, she had some good. Like, I appreciated her intelligence in the second episode, where she's like, "We're gonna we're gonna kidnap Leia, and that's gonna draw him out," and, and those kinds of things, which I thought was really good. But that whole just like the obsession, the angry obsession with it. It's yeah. almost like she's like a like a almost like a jilted obsessed girlfriend type thing or like some some in thing in there where she's just like she feels it's personal for her mm-hmm. like it's not just that kenobi is you know um a kenobi's this big target it's kenobi is a very personal target to her and to her story so mm-hmm. i'm curious to find out what that's about how about you jeff well I, I think it's interesting that you talked that you both mentioned that she kind of graded on your nerves, especially in the first episode, because I remember thinking like if she had been the only inquisitor in the show, that's how I would have reacted to her. Like, Ugh, that's kind of irritating and annoying. But the fact that she's not the fact that there's other inquisitors and even the other inquisitors who are also evil Sith acolyte type people are like dial it back why are you like this it gives Mm -hmm. a really interesting edge to her character and yeah Mm -hmm. it it makes me i want to know like what what's going on with her what is her deal you know like uh so yeah is she it's set up to be an interesting uh character arc and and i'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it although it, it also fascinated me this this isn't like her specifically anytime there's like a, a, you know, some kind of diabolical villain uh, that that's like this, like she gets, she gets up in the morning. She, you know, she does her, her inquisitor meditations, whatever she does it. And then she, she styles her hair real nice. Like, does she have like an evil hairdresser? Like where is she spending the time? I don't it's know. It's the force. That's it's what she the really force. is. Her first for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had I, hair and know, the force, like I would totally do that. Very intricate you know hair she's got there and i mean it looks good but like okay sure this is what you're spending your time on in the in your inquisitor base although i suppose once you had it set like that it would it would stay and you wouldn't need to do anything with it for a long time 
Mm. Yeah, I feel like I, I agree with what everyone's saying here. Um, for me, she still kind of annoys me, <laughs> even like two episodes <laughs> in. I I feel like there's just like we're still really early into this. Like I feel like there's still a couple of plot lines in her story that are missing for me to like be like, okay, mm-hmm. I understand what your intentions are and uh, I'm with you mm-hmm. on this journey. Let's let's go find Obi-Wan together. But um, and I think my problem is like in my mind, there are only two people who are obsessed with like Obi-Wan. It's Darth Vader and Darth Maul, you know, mm. for their own like different reasons. And, you know, that, that kind of plays into the fact like I don't know what her uh, intentions are of like trying yeah. to find Obi-Wan. So um, it'll be interesting to see what her intentions are. But like everything that she's trying to do, it's just like this feels like it could have been a Darth Vader like type moment, even though Darth Vader would never. I feel like as obsessed of, of as obsessed Darth Vader is like with Obi-Wan and everything, he wouldn't even act like this. I feel like no, he's got himself under yeah. control by now. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. slightly worried that like with how intense and how much they've written for her, I'm slightly worried that she's going to take over the story a little bit mm-hmm. from Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I'm slightly worried about that. I think she, she can be the main antagonist. I feel like. Uh, right. No, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to overwrite her more than Kenobi. Maybe yeah you might you might have something there uh i i think the actress is doing a phenomenal job yes 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 perfectly cast Mm -hmm. for this role and she's playing she's playing it how well how i think the writers intended for it to be oh absolutely and i think compared to like the other two inquisitors are are fine but like of the three of them i think like she's definitely bringing in the best performance yeah Yeah. i yeah i definitely enjoy the actress like I, i i guess we're just gonna have to see where um where they take her because like right now i don't know i just um she feels like she's an extra character in this uh in this story that i i kind of wanted it to be either it's a darth vader and obi-wan story or a a darth maul and obi-wan story or you gotta have your starter villain before you get to the big boss (laughs) i I guess yeah yeah you're definitely right yeah but this um, is the mbeg middle big or middle bad evil guy it's gonna be really it's going to be really satisfying to see Darth Vader destroy her, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, okay, here's this is my other question. Unless anybody has anything else they want to talk about, I have another major any, question that I have to ask. Any, and I want to hear what you guys any, think about it. Any Reva questions? I think, like, we covered mm-hmm. basically. I think Reva. I'm good, yeah. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, so <clears throat> Bail Organa's daughter is kidnapped. He he needs help finding her. Uh, he, you know, he's desperate. He's looking at why he you know he needs uh he wants a force user he wants somebody with you know jedi training why does he not contact the one that he's got on speed dial instead of the guy that he's hidden away on a secret mission who he hasn't talked to for 10 years you know like we already know that bail organa is working with ahsoka tano uh you know Mm -hmm. on all sorts of clandestine stuff on the side all the time like, why does it like, uh, hey, Ahsoka, you know, take a break from whatever rebel mission you're doing right now. Can you go find my daughter? You know, like, why does he go? Mm. Like, he hasn't talked to Obi-Wan in 10 years. He knows that what Obi-Wan is doing is extremely important. Like, why? I I, have I think a, it's, it's very strange. No, you go. No, no, no. You go. You go. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold it. Because she's not fulcrum yet. It's not, Rebels hasn't happened yet. But it's been 10. She's. It's been 10 years and she joined up with him to to help basically found the rebellion only a year after Revenge of the Sith. 
So she's been working, they've been working closely together for nine years at this point. Mm-hmm. So even if she's not fulcrum, in fact, you could argue that if she's fulcrum, that's, that's too important. She's too busy. But, you know, even if she's not, they still, they know each other well, they work together. Mm-hmm. He's, he's aware of her skills, uh, her abilities, her reputation. She's going to be more in practice than Obi-Wan is. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have another chosen one child to look after. Like it, it seems to me that it would make more sense to ask her for help. Yeah, but like I guess we don't know where Ahsoka is. I you know go like go in, for it, Marley. Yeah, but you sure. go, Marley. I think I would say I think it's just the weight and the context. Like Obi Wan's been there through all pretty much since birth with him mm-hmm. with the kids, and I think it's just that importance because he understands the gravity of these children that I think that he knows that he he's the guy to trust like Ahsoka while they probably have this relationship developed now I think it's just that it's the difference between he was there and she wasn't and I think it's just that he knows that no matter what like even though he has to kind of like ride his ass and be like no she's just as important I think it's because he knows that'll click in and he'll realize like the depth and the importance of finding her and that he can trust him well and Ahsoka doesn't know that Anakin has kids does she though? Yeah. I don't think she don't, does. Yeah. I don't think she does. Okay. She, I mean, and, that's, that's and, definitely possible that she doesn't know. Or at and, least Bale doesn't think she knows. Right. And also at this time, she doesn't know. Granted, I don't think anybody else does, but she also thinks Anakin is dead. So did well. Obi-Wan. Right. So I don't I think that's less is more the fact that I think Marley hit on the point of she doesn't know the importance of the kid because mm-hmm. she doesn't realize who the father is. At least as far as Bale knows, she doesn't. Right. You know, whether she does know or not, she may, she may not, she may not. Right. But like Bale certainly wouldn't think that she would. So that's a good point. Okay. I see. I see. And she, saying. and I think, or I think, I don't know this for a fact, but I think around that time, it's been a while since I read it, but I believe around that time, Ahsoka was not in contact with Bale Organa. At no, that she was time because in, in, in the Ahsoka novel, uh, basically she meets up with him at the end and it's been a little over a year. So like she, you know, like they've been working together for, for some time now and maybe okay. she's off doing clandestine stuff and she's, you know, mm-hmm. like they haven't talked to each other in a year and a half because she's busy doing secret undercover thing. I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, it, to add to Marley's argument, like, cause like uh, that actually makes a lot more sense because mm-hmm. remember the Jedi that like showed up to Obi-Wan and like, even that Jedi asked him like, Obi-Wan, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing yeah. on Tatooine? And he doesn't like... Obi-Wan cannot doesn't even tell him that he's Obi-Wan you know like he tries to tell this guy like you fucking did not see me right now we can't talk I can't tell you why I'm here I can't tell you what I'm after like what I'm protecting like like I think it adds to Marley's argument that like Luke and Leia are way too important to the galaxy for anyone besides three people to know a Jedi master especially mm -hmm. to know Mm -hmm. exactly so um even even if Ahsoka knew, like, there's like, the, there, there's the off chance of like, well, I don't know if she would like screw it up or anything, but like, you know, that's probably what they're thinking, you know, <laughs> like if anyone else knows what happens here, like it's. Yeah, that's what it was. The more people who know a secret, the more chance it, it'll get out. So, mm-hmm. you know, like why, why take the risk of telling another person, even a person who is trustworthy, that's just one more person who knows the secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay good, yeah good that, that makes sense good answer good answer <laughs> yes. I'm glad we have this discussion <laughs> <laughs> um so uh i think that's it 
basically, um, I think what, what we'll do, we'll wrap up by at, like, I'll ask you guys, what do you think is going to happen next week on Wednesday, by the way, like the show comes out on Wednesday now, mm. which I, I, by the way, side note, I wish Disney was upload on Friday again. Like they did it because of Loki. They, they uploaded everything on Wednesdays because of Loki. I just mm. like, that's such a dumb. But it's a weird time. Why went? Cause like mm-hmm. nobody's going to stay up. Well, I mean, I don't obviously. And, yeah, but, uh, I, I, I did. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be <You> know, <laughs> some people are going to stay up in the middle of the week, but mm-hmm. fewer people than who would stay up to watch it uh, at the end of the week. Although technically, if it's on on Fridays, you'd be staying up late on Thursday night. So yeah. really. Friday night at nine. Day. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Friday night at nine. Well, you know, the Tuesdays at nine. I don't care. Is if, yeah. if they keep doing it at nine o'clock, that'll be freaking great. Amazing, right? But they. Won't. I love living in the Pacific Time Zone. <laughs> right. Well, but see, that's. I think the reason they did that is because, because remember right. that used to happen with Game of Thrones and other things. Is that is if it comes out on the East Coast first and everybody watches it, and then they spoil it for everybody on the West Coast who can't watch it for another two hours. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a monkey in your wrench there, Jeff, and say it's because of celebration. Those motherfuckers in Anaheim right now are watching Obi Wan and having a good time without us. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's 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 why they're doing it. <laughs> there, there was a screening. There was a screening of Obi Wan. Oh, Sony. for sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, it would it would it wouldn't make any sense for there not to be. So, but uh, it's for those Anaheim people. It's for those yeah. everybody. It's Star Wars. Like they're doing right now. They're doing the Star Wars Day event that I went to. Yeah, back mm-hmm. on May the fourth. They're doing that. They're going to celebration. They're seeing Ewan McGregor. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the question I was going to ask you guys. Um, speculation what do you think is going to happen in episode three uh kelly why don't you start off i ooh, episode three i think we're gonna get our first peek at full costumed vader um i think we're gonna get wild speculation here i don't know this i this is like a one percent chance of happening this is this kelly this is your um your back to tank dream that's what jeff and i call it like, <laughs> yeah you're, you're in the back to tank. right my fever dream right now your fever dream uh reva's gonna get backstabbed by the grand inquisitor that's my other like like and she's gonna like she's being set up to this big villain and then she's just gonna get killed off after the third episode really i wow. that's my other like that's my other prediction but but i think for sure we're gonna get vader in full costume I think we're going to get real close to having Leia back home, if not back mm. home. Yeah. I think is the other one. Those are my. Do you think we'll be at a fortress uh, Inquisitorius from Jedi Fallen Order? Ooh. Where, the, where the Inquisitors live? Yeah. Um, yes. I think we'll see that. Will we see other Inquisitors? Even just like in cameo roles, like will we see the Seventh Sister or Barisafi or somebody? I think we won't see the seventh sister because I think the seventh sister doesn't show up until Reva dies. Oh, maybe. The, that's about, why the fifth brother sense. gets paired with a new. Yeah. That's when ah. he gets paired with a new partner. Good. Okay. Good point. What about second sister? Is she? Is where's the timeline in this? Is this after uh, Fallen Order? Is Trilla already dead? I think this is kind of between. This is. I think it's a little bit after Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, so Trilla's already dead then. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, no, I think my big thing is we'll see Vader in full costume. That's my big thing. Whether we hear any words or anything like that, I don't know. But that's my big my big prediction. All right, Marley. This this is a far-fetched one. 
But I think somehow there's going to be a small scene about Owen being threatened. Like, I think there's going to be more context to that. I don't, I mean, maybe it's not this episode, maybe it's the next, but I think there's going to be a little bit more weight to that because I think that it's too important. And I think, I hope we get a split scene of Luke a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would do that necessarily here, but um, I think we'll get a little bit more of that. But I also agree, I think we're going to see more of Vader in the suit. At least I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> ah. Jeff, what about you? Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to see Vader in the suit until at least episode four. Mm-hmm. at least episode four maybe not even until after that uh i think next episode leia gets home and the mission is complete but obi-wan he can't go home until these inquisitors are dealt with because he can't risk them tracking him and following him back to tatooine and then wondering why mm. he's there mm-hmm. so he he will not return to tatooine until he is certain that they are dealt with in their office trail and they won't follow him back home. And that's going to be the rest of the show is him trying to basically shake them off of his tail and either confront them and, and defeat them or, or, you know, lose them so they can't follow him before he goes back to Tatooine. That's, that's what I think prob- the, the rest of the yeah. show is going to be. Yeah. 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 That's probably that's why he's not going to make it back to Alderaan next episode mm-hmm. because they know where he's going. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, it- they already know who Leia is, so it's not like they, right. they could, you know. Yeah. My but thought, yeah, okay. Yeah, my thought there is like, uh, how do we know they're going to Alderaan? Like, what, where is that ship going? They're uh-huh. probably, like, it's a cargo ship. So, like, I think it had a predestination on it, so. Is it going to be like Frog Lady, where they got to make, like, three, four different stops oh, before they get to where that's they're my, going? That's my glove ship. Right. That's my glove <laughs> ship. Like, Frog Lady. I want to see her again. <laughs> And just like Frog Lady, that's that's her title. That's her name, Frog Lady. She that's her name. <laughs> she still doesn't have a, she still doesn't have a species or a name or anything. She's still called Frog Lady and Frog. I know. Uh, that's that's a little. That's still better than Frog Lady's husband. Yeah, like, that's his. Yeah, name. right. <laughs> uh, my my hope for the next one, like now that like you know, uh, Obi Wan realized that like Anakin is alive, I want to see a flashback. I want to see Anakin and obi-wan like an interaction like just a small thing it doesn't have to be like this like from the clone wars yeah that we haven't seen mm, before yeah but Mm. and hayden christensen in the clone wars outfit i want to see that oh my god i want to see it i know what'd be great it'd be like a you know remember how in um the siege of mandalore when they re then they actually had those like the jedi council meeting from from revenge of the sith but it was animated but it was the same scene with the same dialogue if they yeah. did a flashback to a scene from Clone Wars with the same dialogue and blocking, but with the live action actors. Oh, that's so I would cool. lose my oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wait, dude, if they did it where they had the, the 501st with the Ahsoka face paint on in the background. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you think Ahsoka's in this, like in a flashback? No. I a would flashback. love to see her, but I don't think they will because they'd have to recast because they couldn't have Rosario Dawson do it because yeah. Ahsoka would. Ahsoka would be in her mid to late twenties right now. They can do like uh, a, and I mean, as 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 good as Rosario Dawson looks, she cannot pull off twenties no, yeah. at this point. They would they would have to recast Ahsoka, and I don't think that they would want to do that. They but I, I would CGI, love to see her CGI mm-hmm. on her. Like there you well, go. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. That's yeah. what they love doing now. <laughs> they can always just do the back of her head. And that's all you see. There yeah. you go. Yeah, or I just have know. a just have Ashley Eckstein voice her from off screen. You know, like just have like a community, like you don't actually see <laughs> you her, go. you just hear her. 
Yeah. I don't like, to be honest, like with the speculation and everything, like I honestly don't know where they're going to go. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we know we have to get to Vader and Obi-Wan. We know Rev is going <clears> to <throat> die. Like there's no way she's going to survive or, you know, she survives and she's off on doing a side adventure somewhere in like mm-hmm. one of the video games. Cause the new fallen order, uh, Jedi, uh, fallen Jedi survivor five years after Jedi fallen order. Right. Right. And, and so in that after game, this then. I think it's actually, yeah, it kind of, it's, somewhere in this timeline somewhere in this mm. period I'm, we're, I'm, I'm gonna have to like look at a timeline thing just to make sure mm-hmm. but i think it's the new game is kind of in this obi-wan timeline i don't know if we'll see obi-wan in that game but um it would be interesting if reva was a part of that game yeah you know, like the content but i don't know um but like yeah i don't know where we're going from here and i'm uh-huh. very interested and very excited i think this deborah chow i believe in her yeah, no. Yeah, I am quite surprised it it wasn't Bryce Dallas Howard though. Really? Like with her work that she did on the Mandalorian was, mwah. yeah. I would I want her to, to I want Bryce to have her own series. I think I want her to have fantastic. her own movie. I want her to do a movie. I want a series. <laughs> I want all of it. I want a long form, big story told with Bryce Dallas Howard. I wouldn't be surprised if she directs one of the episodes this of this show. Oh no! Or is, is Deborah Chow doing all of them? This is a Deborah Chow joint. We're it's gonna like her one hundred percent. I have yeah. She didn't write a lot of the um, the scripts, but she directed every single episode. She directed really. That's fascinating. That's the first time they've done that. Yes. Yep. So I have a question. Yes, Marley. Um, how much do you think we're gonna like get of Qui-Gon? context like do you think it's just oh. gonna be Leon Jin's in this show man Liam Neeson he's coming back he's no he's I know but like, how, much, how much like how much are we gonna get are we just gonna just, get a little bit are we gonna I want, get a lot like even even if it's just a little bit even if it's just his voice that's it like that's we're gonna that's it just we're one get a little scene bit. in the last like, he'll it'll be like the the last episode or the last two episodes that's it that's like there's no way we'll see him before that there's no way I think I, I think lo- it'll be one of the last scenes Unless it's a flashback, we might see a flashback of him before that. But like, if it's actually his Force Ghost, we're not. Yeah, quite yeah. I think, I think it'll be the end. It, it'll be the last one of the last few scenes. We'll uh, see him. Now, right? No, I'm disappointing. But at the same time, <laughs> in that vein, though, we got Qui Gon, we got Ahsoka. Are there any other characters who could conceivably, or like uh, Magic Genie wish? Uh, make a, a cameo in the show like Mace who, who could appear or who do you want to appear Mace. Uh, yeah. who well uh, kelly said mace windu mace windu <laughs> i still I, think he's dead but uh, that would be but cool. that's fair i mean but that we haven't seen a body yet we didn't see it land he could that's be fair. in in the flashback he could be in a flashback yeah that's mm-hmm. true yeah um palpatine's in the show like 100%. i was just gonna say yeah because like ian mcdiarmid ian mcdiarmid's like Oh, you know, like Palpatine's spirit is in the show, you know, something like, oh, he's not, I'm not in the show, but his presence is felt. And I'm like, are you in this show, man? Like, it's like, well, if I was, I couldn't tell you. Wink. Yeah. Right. So that would be cool. Like seeing Palpatine, you know, the real Palpatine, not, not a clone. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Somehow Palpatine returned, but, you know, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy well, that uh, Palpatine's in Andor, you know, the Senate is there i would mind seeing cad bane again i don't know how it would make sense for him to be there but i thought cad bane was going to be one of these bounty hunter 
mm-hmm. stealing Leia and like everything's connected type thing. You know uh, who I want to see as a as a just a cameo, an Easter egg? Mm-hmm. I want to see Chopper. Oh. Yeah! I want Chopper. Yeah. Just to roll it along the street or Chopper and Hera walking down the street right. or well, something like that. Hera would have been active at this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was before she had her own cell or anything, but she would have been doing shit. Her her and Kanan would have been starting to do stuff. And not, has she joined up with Kanan yet? I, that, I think did, I think I think that happened before the Ahsoka novel. It, it, no, the the New Dawn novel uh, when Kanan and uh, right. and Hera mm-hmm. meet. It's it's you know it's in this nineteen year time span, but I don't know when. I think it's I don't think it's happened yet. Yeah, we have to look at okay. we have to look at a chart and see where. Yeah, we're we need at. to get a chart up there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in post, Sid, just mm-hmm. a chart. Yes. Just cover up Jeff's face with the chart. <laughs> yeah, that works. That works. No one needs right. to see. Because well, well, actually, we could do the math because if they met Ezra when he was what fourteen, and Ezra was born on the same day as Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. So we know we can time that exactly. So that was, that's four years from now that they meet Ezra, and then Kanan and Hera were working together before before that, and obviously before they met Sabine or Zeb or anybody else. So I mean, it could be around now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possible. I don't know. Uh, Chopper's for sure in the Ahsoka show, so you'll have no, at least I'm, have yeah. that, Kelly. <laughs> I'm excited um, for that. Wayward artists, this has been our reactions and impressions of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show. Um, actually, yeah, let's get to ranking real quick. Um, and then we'll end it. I guess like we've been talking forever. I totally forgot about the ranking. Um, <laughs> where, where are we ranking episode one and two? Um, let's start with Jeff. Uh, I rank episode two higher just because more stuff happens in it. Uh, you know, there's there's more going on. There's more development of the story. Whereas the the first episode, there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of exposition, which obviously is necessary. But it's you know, in the grand scheme, it's less interesting, I think, than than once the action starts going on. All right. Uh, Although Kevin, I did find okay. Leia more annoying in the second episode than in the first. That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> before before we get to Kelly here, real quick, Jeff, like, did you see the reference of like the Easter egg thing? I guess not. Not really. Uh, Leia, when she goes to like escapes into the woods the first time, uh, she has a decoy mm-hmm. in her yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Dressed up, Padme's just old like trick. her. Padme's uh-huh. trick. Yeah, like mom and daughter. That's For an sure. Easter egg. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. What? Well, no, well, that was totally intense. She's got and she's got a green poncho and braids on her hair. Where have we seen her like that before? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the hairstyles also was like the in episode four, like the the Yavin celebration. I feel yes. like one of the yeah one of the updates. These are obviously like Alderanian styles, you know that she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kelly, where do you where do you where do you rank the episode? Uh, two better than one, simply because Reva wasn't nearly as annoying <laughs> in episode two. <laughs> That's right. All right, the character, the character, not the actress, the character, not the yeah. actress. For the record, no shit for any actors in Star Wars ever. No, no. we're not going to Kelly Marie Tran this shit. Yeah, or Josh or Jake Arden. Lloyd, or Jake Lloyd, or Dart, or Med Best. Yeah. None of that. Um, Marley, your turn. For sure, I have to agree. It's across the board two, then two, then one. But also just because I literally shit my pants when they had that like five second moment with Hayden Christensen <laughs> as Vader. I literally went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just. It was just. 
so good. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm agree excited. with. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna agree with all you guys. Uh, two to one. Um, for me, it was a lot of the emotional beats. You know, like Obi Wan, like referencing Padme, like that. That still gets me, man. I love Padme. I've always loved Padme so much, and I have such a strong connection to Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia and everything. Like that moment was just like connecting those two. What really meant a lot to me, and that was so so good and you know jeff thinks leia is annoying in this but i love leia i think she really shined in episode two too like you know and with her carryisms and her princess leia-isms like you could see it all in there i loved it so much but um also just being in a different area like being in a different world that looks interesting and i really hope they bring this back like i want to bring it back in a video game so i can like explore like this dingy town i hope jedi survivor uh goes back to um what's this planet called uh, Dayu? Dayu. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a Wi-Fi dead zone. Yeah. <laughs> I um Dayu. I want I would like to go back to Dayu. You know, why does everybody want to go back to Dayu? Uh, no, no one yet, but I think uh, you know what it reminds me of? Course Neo not. Tokyo. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. So it's like Coruscant and the underworld. Of yeah, Coruscant. kind of. Um, but yeah, I just love environments like that. And, uh, you know, the Anakin reveal and all that stuff. Like, it's just, it was such hit a lot on a lot of emotions and, um, not to say that episode one was bad by any means, but, um, I just like the emotional beats in episode two way better. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. even though episode one had plenty as well, like plenty of really good, really, really good moments and just things that just, you know, you could tell that they're, they're, you can make an argument about what Disney has put out for Star Wars. I think that all these movies and TV shows had some part of some kind of love and respect to them and like interconnectivity and acknowledgement. Um, but I feel like Obi-Wan's Kenobi specifically, um, that this show so far is like it's doing all that, it's doing a lot more than the other shows and movies have so far. Um, I really feel the interconnectivity and the love. Yeah. Uh, for these characters in the world a lot more here than I have in like previously. And a large uh, part of that. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean oh, to. I'm done. Thought, yeah. <laughs> okay. A large part of that is, is it's more strongly connected to the films than any of the other shows could be. Cause like, obviously Mandalorian was a completely original character, completely original storyline, you know, like everything it's, it's, it, you could, you could watch Mandalorian without ever having seen any other star Wars media ever. And you would mm-hmm. still be able to follow along and see what was going on. And then Boba Fett, I mean, yeah, he's a character from the movies with a grand total of four minutes of screen time and the whole thing. And it's, again, it's basically its own thing. Uh, The only connection it has is to the Mandalorian, which is not connected to the movies. So like this one, it's very rooted in in the movies, particularly the prequels, you know, Mm -hmm. with, you know, obviously with Obi-Wan being the main character, but also with, you know, like the environment and everything that's going on. Uh, it's, it's, it's much more connected to, to like the old Star Wars that we all are familiar, so right. familiar with. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's, there's something to be said for, they wanted to probably start Disney plus with Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm. but they like that, that was like their end goal, I think was to launch with Kenobi or something like that, but they also didn't want to waste that opportunity. They didn't want to waste that. They didn't want to blow it with, especially with what was happening with the movies at the time that they were getting ready to launch Disney plus. So I think, I think this is a culmination of what, what Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of the star Wars leadership has been wanting to do 
from the very beginning is to tell this story because people have been clamoring for it for years and years and years. That's, that's a good point. And whether or not, whether or not you're right. And I think, you know, you very well could be, that's a good point. Uh, I think the way they ended up doing it was probably the best thing they could have done because, uh, you know, you, you, you introduce these, these new characters, this new era, this new story. And like, you look at, you look at uh, like the the fandoms, like the online fandoms and everything today. So many new fans came in because of the Mandalorian, because of Grogu. Let's be honest, but I mean because they watched <laughs> because they watched the Mandalorian and they really liked it. And they're like, I've never seen Star Wars before, but this show is really good. Maybe I should check out other Star Wars stuff. You know, whereas if they started with Obi Wan, all the Star Wars fans would have watched it, but you probably wouldn't have gotten too many new people involved or interested and then by the time you eventually did get to the mandalorian everyone have been like ah it's just more star wars i'm not interested you know i think right. like leading off with this brand new thing unconnected to anything else was the, was like the best thing they could have done yeah yeah I and agree. i think also too what helped was like doing the mandalorian and then doing boba fett like really helped the structure how these um the timing of the episodes would come out and how they were really going to tell that story so i think the timing of it all just ended up being perfect absolutely for sure yeah it plays into like um lucas's film lucas film's new direction for tv like uh, from that vanity fair article it, like i think they're really putting a lot of their money into these shows now now, mm-hmm. now that they're realizing like just how popular they are and um how much money like how much it's subscribers it's bringing into like disney plus mm-hmm. that and also you know the marvel shows which, you know, there's always a Marvel TV show now every like yeah. every month. Yeah. Um, next month, we're going to have Miss Marvel, which I'm excited for that one. I uh, still haven't they, I still haven't watched Moon Knight. It's I, good. I, I, I've not I haven't yet. It's, yeah. I haven't seen the finale of Moonlight. Uh, Moon I also because... I also haven't seen No Way Home. So what? I'm a bad Marvel fan. All right, yeah. Kelly, I need you to get it together. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Get all your shit. Put it in a bag. Just get it together. Yeah, but, uh, but obi-wan feels like it's the culmination of like lucas uh, Luke, why does i'm saying lucas's like it's his film <laughs> lucas films um yeah um new a uh, mission to like yeah. make well, quality tv shows at least for they, star wars you could tell that originally they wanted to just make a whole bunch of movies and then they got you know la- pretty lackluster reaction to a lot of them and they were like okay we're gonna have to rethink things here mm-hmm. it was like what was that article what was it in vanity fair like last week where they were talking about how like they're like okay we're going to stop making movies for a while we're going to rethink what we want to do which direction we want to go in and in the meantime we're making these shows and you know like we're we're reevaluating where we're going with this mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. as long as they're doing that can we can we please get some some sequel era tv shows can we can we maybe well Tyke's well, movie Tyke's that- movie supposed uh, well actually Kathleen Kennedy said all the movies for Star Wars I think from here on out are sequels, sequel trilogy stuff. Like I like like sequel sequel trilogy stuff. Okay. Okay. I really, really want the Rogue One, the Rogue Squadron movie yeah. to come out. Yeah. That one I'm like, oh, give yeah. me give me Top Gun and Star Wars. Hell yes. Right? I will yeah. take that. Yeah. Taika, Taika's movie is gonna be first. I love Taika Watiki. He's gonna he's gonna make a really good movie. I think I, I watched Our Flag Means De- uh, Our Flag Means Death. He's the producer on that, but he's also actor in that. And um that was a great show. Uh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Oh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo so Rabbit good. was so good. Oh, so good. 
I, like, I really hope he brings that humor of his into Star but Wars. Just, like, it's a manic energy almost. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not even just the humor. It is. But, I mean, just the the, the, the crazy level of energy that he'll, he brings to his, his project. Yeah. Yep. And Obi-Wan was supposed to be one of those, you know, Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story, like, movies, mm-hmm. too. Like, this mm-hmm. so took- happy they did a show instead of a movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same Absolutely. with Boba Fett. They were going to do a Boba Fett movie, too. And I'm glad they Boba didn't Fett. do that. Yeah. Well, um, I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Marley's not going to be with us next week, unfortunately. Aww. But mm-hmm. we will recap with her and like get her opinion about episode three and her ranking. Uh, Rankings are the important part. Yeah, yeah episode four. So uh, right now, the Wayward, uh, Wayward Movie Server's ranking for Obi-Wan is episode two, number one, episode one, uh, number two. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> completely non-confusing way to put it. <laughs> so two is number one. All right. Number one is number two. Okay. Uh, all right, wayward artists. Uh, make sure you uh, tune in next week when we react to Obi Wan Kenobi, um, part episode three or part three. That's what they're calling him now. Um, and then tune in to Cobra Kai. That's coming out later this week. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, at least, probably the same time this is going to come in. Out honestly, I have nothing going on tomorrow, um, and it's Memorial Day, so I'll have plenty of time to figure my shit out um and then uh we'll you you guys will get to look forward to the rewind coming back real soon we're gonna try to book a couple guests and record some episodes here real soon and i'm very excited for that um why would artists without further ado it's been real <laughs>